This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodard, and you've joined us for another interview special. Joining us, one of the brightest prospects in ICFC Women's Young Squad in England Youth International, and now sponsored by Blue Monday, along with a group of our subscribers. Welcome, Lucy O'Brien. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. And we've got joining us one of the friends of Blue Monday, um, who's part of our sponsorship, Matt Makin. Matt, how are you? Hi, Richard. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Look, looking forward to this. Yeah, good. You're usually on Kings of Anglia, aren't you? But we'll give you a pass. We'll let you off um, <laughs> on this particular occasion. I, I, I like to get around, Rich. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've heard. Um, first off, Lucy, um, there's two things I need to know first off. Last time I spoke to one of the squads, um, Laffy, I started calling her Abby and she got really uncomfortable because footballers have nicknames. Do you have a nickname you'd like us to call you? Um, no, just Lucy's fine. Lucy's okay. Not Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi or <laughs> no, Lucio. That's Kieran's, that's Kieran's one, but sometimes the girls call me Obi, but I'm just Lucy. Obi. We'll go with Lucy. We'll stick, it, we'll stick with that. Also, you've had, it's been a busy few weeks off the field for you. Um, mocks because you're studying and also you've been on the sidelines with a bit of injury if you want to share an image of yeah in the wars getting into scraps how's things in terms of your mocks how do they go and, and how's the injury talk to us about that um yeah mocks went really well actually i was happy with how they went um and yeah injury wise it was just the last five minutes of the newcastle game went in for a tackle landed badly on my wrist um, it was quite swollen and bruised, so I went to went to A&E and oh, wow. came that it was fractured. Um, so yeah, quite frustrating, especially because I was on I was in quite good form, um, and obviously I'd just come back from my other knee injury. Um, so yeah, a bit frustrating, but it shouldn't be too long. So hopefully I'll be back soon. 
fingers crossed. And we'll talk about um, your goal scoring form, particularly of late as well, um, and how the season's gone in general. But let's um, let's start off with um, your career to date. So um, from the, the Cambridgeshire area and came through at MK Dons, talk to us about um, your start in the game and how you ended up at Ipswich as well. Yeah, so I started off just at a local team. Um, and then I think when I was about 11 or 12, I went to Cambridgeshire ACC. Um, and I was there for a few years and I stayed with my grassroots team whilst I was there. And then I also went to a boys team um, as well to just get a bit more experience with that physicality level. Um, and then after a couple of years there, I went to MK Dons, which was an RTC, which was kind of another step up, training more regularly and having fixtures at the weekend against other RTCs. Um, and then, yeah, I finished at MK Dons at under 16s and then came to Ipswich for under 21s. Great. RTC Regional Talent Club, is that right? Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, how did the move to Ipswich come about? Because um, I guess at that time we would have been third tier, I guess. Um, and MK Dons obviously have a women's team we, we know about as well. So what was the situation that brought you to Suffolk? Or at least um, to the team in Suffolk, I should say. Yeah, so I think when I was about 13, I was going going to some regional camps. And I remember we got presented by, I think it was Mo Marley. She came in and did a presentation about how they were going to build a, a make a club in Suffolk, which was going to be kind of a stepping stone from regionals to more senior steps in football. Because in the East region, it's quite limited in terms of clubs like WSL teams, for example. Um, so we had that presentation and then I obviously went to MK Dons and I didn't think much more about it. But I was quite good friends with Zoe Barrett and she's obviously a year older than me. So she looked into it when she finished at MK Dons and then she moved to Ipswich. And obviously I was still talking to her about it and she was explaining how good it was. And then um, I think my England coach got in contact with Joe, um, and I trained there for about half a season before I signed as a first year academy player. Brilliant. And it's we spoke to Joe a few weeks ago um, and he definitely i mean it's his third anniversary on the day that we're recording this as well so it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on joe as well um but how he saw ipswich as being uh, having that opportunity in absence as you say of wsl or more advanced teams in the pyramids um and that's clearly a factor that's brought you here talk, talk to us about joe and, and your impression of and working with him um i can't really speak highly enough about joe to be honest and all the coaches we have at ipswich i think the support we get both on and off the pitch is brilliant um, and on the pitch as well. I think Joe's a fantastic person to learn from. Um, he's got such great knowledge of the game. And I think since coming to Ipswich, I've really improved my technical ability on the pitch. And I think most of that has to go towards the coaching I've received and the support on and off the pitch. So, yeah, I'm delighted that I've got the coaches I have. And am I right in saying you started out as a striker as well and, and kind of, is, is that move to being more in a, yeah, we asked Laffy this, I'll ask you this as well. What do you see your best position is? But is that something that's come about since the move to Ipswich? Um, yeah, I think I've, I used to be a striker. I was a number nine probably until I was about 15, 16. Um, and yeah, certainly in more recent years that I've kind of moved back slightly deeper into the team. And I think, yeah, especially since joining Ipswich, I've kind of established that as my number one position. And I really enjoy playing there. I think you get more of the ball than if you're a number nine. And I think it's a position where you can make things happen, which is what I like to do on the pitch. Brilliant stuff. And and you're in the academy 
squad notionally, but you've been involved in in the first team. Matt's kind of got a question about that step. Yeah, so obviously you you've played in the first team quite a lot recently, and and certainly been scoring goals. Um, how have you found the transition sort of from being in the academy squad to sort of being more involved with the first team and and starting games really and and, so, and another question as well, sort of, um, what your match day rituals like as well, and has that has that sort of thing changed since since you've moved up into the first team? Um, I think the transition from the twenty ones to the first team is actually quite easy, in terms of there's a lot of continuity between both squads. Um, the way we try and play is obviously very similar um, from the twenty ones and the first team, and we have, I think, most of the coaches work across both squads as well. Um, so there's that continuity, which makes it a lot easier to kind of move between the two. And then we also have, we train together on Fridays as well. So you, even if you're with the 21 squad on a Friday, you're still seeing the practice the first team are getting for the weekend, which really helps if you're then called up to the senior squad. So I think in terms of the transition, it's really easy. And the standard's obviously a lot harder. And that is something that takes a while to adjust to. But yeah, in terms of the actual kind of mental side of the transition, it's quite easy. I think I try and focus on each game as though it's the same importance and I don't try to change much because I think if you have your your set ways and your if you have the same kind of the same build up to a game then you know that you've prepared as well as you can and I think the senior games they're obviously they're more important in quite a, quite a lot of ways um so I think it's quite easy to maybe be dawned by that but if you if I if I prepare the same way for each game, I know that kind of nothing changes. And then I think that's when I perform my best. So, yeah, I, I don't think much changes between the 21s and first teams in terms of my preparation. And you don't tie the left boot before the right boot or anything like that? No, I don't, no. I don't have any superstitions, I don't think. Maybe subconscious ones, but certainly none that I go out of my way. Okay. You've not, you've not joined Bonnie's uh, Red Bull Club, have you? No, I don't think I ever will, to be honest. Tell us about that, Matt. I'm not. Is this an exclusive, by the way? Because you're, you've Bonnie spoke to Turnstile Blues, didn't she? Which is out this weekend. Do you want to briefly mention what you're talking about there? I believe Bonnie likes to make sure she has a can of Red Bull before each game, and I think a another member of the squad. And I'm not going to give too much away. Has also has also joined joined in that ritual as well. There you go. Stick with the yeah. Stick with the boots. I I don't Red Bull. Not for me. Too many bad no. memories of Red Bull. Um, in terms of your kind of um, coming through, Lucy, we, we talked about um, the journey to Ipswich. Can you talk to us briefly about your involvement with England? You've been um, in training camps, I think, from certainly under fifteen upwards. Um, talk to us about that because that's super exciting and obviously something you want to continue doing. Yeah, I think it's actually been a really big part of my journey. Um, I've been going to regional camps, I think, since I was 12. And then I went to my first England camp when I was 13. And I made my debut for England aged 13. And since then, I've kind of been quite involved in the whole process. And I think the opportunity to play with other players from all over the country and, you know, the best talent of my age, I think that's something that's really helped me develop on the pitch. Um, technically, it's improved my ability and I think the quickness at which you have to play when you go away on England camps. Certainly when it when I was younger and playing at ACC, for example, I think that was a big step and something that's kind of helped my my game develop a lot. And then off the pitch as well, you know, you're you're in an environment with the best 30 or so girls from the country. 
and you have to step up and you have to be confident you have to be brave and you have to put yourself out there to make sure that you know you're not kind of hiding away in the corner and you're showing everyone what you can do and I think confidence wise it's helped me massively you know I've been abroad to countries that I would never have even thought of going to um, and I've had to stay away from family for kind of days on end and in foreign countries and I think both those experiences on the pitch and off the pitch have been really really positive in helping me develop as a footballer. That's brilliant and, and any access to any of the senior England players as well and is there any inspiration that you take from them too? Uh, yeah so I remember when I was 13 at the end of our debut camp we'd we got our shirts presented by Karen Carney and Jill Scott I think so that was a really special moment because obviously we'd all made our debut for England and to get to get presented with our shirts by two players that we idolised I think that was that was amazing and then there's always t- there's times recently where I've been on camp and the senior lionesses have been on camp at the same times and you know you're walking around St George's Park and you might bump into one of them and they'll just stop and have a chat with you um just ask how your day's been what you did in training and I think little moments like that where you get to kind of interact with players that you've looked up to for so long I think they're really important that's brilliant and, and am I right in saying is it you or your family are Spurs fans I just wonder whether anyone you looked up to growing up who inspired the way that you like to play dare I say Bale or Son or anyone like that um is that am um, I right there or just me who's a Spurs fan actually okay. my, my family they support different football teams okay. um but yeah I'm a Tottenham fan um I don't I don't really have one player who I've kind of looked up to. Um, I think I like to be inspired by different players and different aspects of their game. So I think Ronaldo's kind of work rate, his mentality, um, De Bruyne's vision, his passing. You know, I think there's a whole host of players who I can look up to and learn from. But Tottenham player, I think my favourite player is Son. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, has to be. I, yeah. thought, I thought you'd say that as well. Because like, you kind of, I, I kind of look at you and think you're in a similar mold. I know that he generally plays, well, he plays up front and can play a little bit withdrawn as well. But are you two-footed? Because I think you've, I've watched you drop the shoulder a few times against Keenshaw against Newcastle. Is that something that you look, I, I don't know, is Sonny a, is he two-footed? I don't know. Um, he's definitely got Should good be. good weak foot, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I, I remember when I was much younger, about probably eight or nine, I, my football coach at grassroots, he'd always drill into me about using my left foot um, since I was young. So I think I'm really grateful for that because I, it's made my left foot a lot better. And I think I'm obviously not as natural on my left foot as I am on my right, but I, I have the confidence to be able to, shift the ball and go either way, which I think is so important at, at the standard that we're playing at nowadays. Yeah, and it's a great uh, kind of weapon to have because, you know, particularly at this level, we'll talk about this season and we'll, and we'll get Matt's thoughts on some of the games you've been involved in as well. And certainly of late, the team have come up against sides very willing to sit in deep and be very quite compact at the back. And someone with your skill set, particularly two-footed, that is something that can unlock defences, isn't it? Is that something that the team are aware of and, and trying to exploit? Yeah, I think we've been tested a lot this season in, in terms of the teams we've faced. And, you know, there's some teams who have given us a good go and have, haven't sat in a low block, but there's been quite a few teams who have sat back and kind of just guarded the goal with 11 players. And I think when we're playing teams like that, we have to be creative and we have to come up with new ways to score, be it a last-minute corner like at Bridgewater, or at Keenshin where, you know, crosses are coming in and you might have to beat a player and then score. So I think we all understand the importance of being able to score more than one way. Um, and I think being two-footed and being able to drop a shoulder, that's just another way to get the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, and the Keenshin win in particular, there's some, you know, you, I think there was a shot towards the end. I think Anna, Anna Gray for the fifth came about from you dropping in and, and cutting in and having a go that way. Newcastle, obviously, we need to talk about the Newcastle Cup match, um, that experience. Um, Matt, do you want to have a, um, ask about this one? Yeah, thanks, Rich. I really want to ask about the goal. I mean, I, I went back and watched the highlights again earlier this afternoon, um, and it, it was really, really impressive. Not only the strike itself, but the, the way you, you've latched onto the clearance. Um, not all not all that much distance between you and the ball as well and it, you just seem to very sort of calmly get yourself into position uh, and then absolutely sort of bury it in that top corner i mean how kind of confident were you sort of when the ball left your foot that right that's that's going in i i actually thought it might have been going over it was one of those where the ball kind of rose and then it dipped just in time but you know i was in the right position i was on the edge of the box i was I wasn't able to get up and support play, so I was kind of waiting on the edge for anything that might come out. And the clearance came straight to me and I managed to shift the ball. And then, you know, with my left foot, it's it's not so much about placing it. It's more about making a clean contact and getting good power behind the ball. And I was able to do that. And, yeah, there was a moment where I thought it might have been going over, but it dipped in time. And, yeah, I was delighted. I'm making a match-winning contribution like that. That's the only goal in that match got us through to next round it looks like maybe the injury will prevent you from taking part in the Southampton game and maybe fingers crossed the next round how exciting is it to be part of were you part of the I guess the previous fifth round tie at City maybe was that before you joined the club were you um, around for that 
I was training with the squad at that okay. point, but I hadn't signed. So I was kind of in and around the team when they were going through that. And it was really special to witness. But I think this time being a part of it, it's even more exciting. Yeah. And um, that, is, there, is there a different buzz around the place, particularly because obviously the league program's pretty relentless. Are you able to put that to one side or is it just, I mean, Southampton a rival for the top spot, aren't they? Is it yeah. diff different dynamic that much maybe to um, the Newcastle one? Yeah, I think I think any FA Cup run is so exciting and I think it's it's nice to not have the pressure of the league. I think it's a different type of pressure. Um, it's not the kind of relentless getting three points every week, but it's, it's um, you know, you've got 90 minutes to, to make a difference and ultimately get through to the next round. And I think that's a pressure that this season we've thrived off. Um, and I think we've been able to meet every challenge so far. And, you know, there was times in the Newcastle game where there, there are 2,700 people behind them just willing the ball to go in the back of the nets and it was corner after corner. And, you know, we were we were really under the cosh, but I think we were able to dig deep and I think it's the magic of the cup as well. You, you never know what's going to happen. And we've got Southampton, obviously, in two weeks and it's going to be a very exciting game and there are league rivals, so it will be, it will feel more like a league game, but I think... You know, it's the FA Cup. Anything can happen. And I think we're going to be really ready for it. Yeah, it's a real positive marker. And if we can win that, because there's another game against Southampton at home in a... In a is it, yeah, it is. Because we played them, would have played them four times by the, by the end of the season, wouldn't we? Um, so it does set a marker. And you mentioned it at the start. How important is it to pack out the gold star? It definitely helps. I think, you know, there's that saying that the fans are the 12th man. And I think it's so true. When you're on the pitch... You can feel it. You can feel the atmosphere. You can feel the fans behind you. And it just gives you that extra boost of confidence um, to go and win the game. And, you know, the Southampton FA Cup game is going to be massive. And if we can get as many fans down there as we can to really support us, I think, you know, that's that could be the edge that helps us win the game. Yeah, it was, the game's been tight so far. That League Cup tire in the season was, yeah, super tight. So, um, yeah, definitely. Um um, we'll have plenty more information about how folk can get involved in the games coming up and True Blue and all that kind of stuff next week. Um, Kieran Stanley's always on the pod talking about that as well. But, you know, you've heard it from Lucy directly there, how important it is back packing out the stadium. So um, get involved in that. Um, let's just finish off by talking about the rest of the season. I, I, I do need to ask you about your debut, first and foremost, though. That goal, is it Hounslow, I think, on the opening day? Yeah, um, I actually, I made my debut last season. Against okay, Bayern. sorry in the FA Cup, but yeah, this season, I kind of, this was my league debut yep. um, against Hounslow, yeah. And yeah, your goal on your debut as well. I mean, that you mentioned working on your left foot. That was a run down the left-hand side. I mean, you cut in, I think, for the finish, didn't you? But yeah. talk to us about that. And, you know, as a number 10, I guess you just, you just go for it, do you not? I mean, you have to, you know, you've got your two-footed, as we've said, but I just can't imagine as a muggle, I, I have no idea the kind of what's going through your brain when you're kind of making those that run because it's, it's from our own half, isn't it? From your own half? Yeah, I think I came on in that game, I think around the 60th minute or so. And I think it was quite a nice game to come on in. Um, we were already four or five mil up, I think. And, you know, Joe had kind of just said to me, just go on and enjoy it. Um, and that's what I did. And I think Laff actually played the ball to me um, and I received the ball on the half turn and I was in a quite quite a tight pocket, so I think the only way to actually get out of that pocket was by beating a few players. So I don't think I had much choice. And then, you know, once I'd got up to kind of full speed, it's almost like there's no stopping me. And 
I just kept going and I beat another one. And then um, I think because I'd kind of run the full length of the pitch, I didn't have m many su much support. Um, so then I just thought, well, I might as well go the whole way now. And yeah, fortunately, I was able to put it in the back of the net. That's brilliant. And there comes a point where defenders don't want to touch you, do they? Particularly as you're starting to get towards the penalty area. So yeah, amazing goal. Well, um, we'll share the. I think we... Um, we retweeted that a few weeks ago. We'll retweet that again because uh, an amazing goal, that one. Um, talk to us about the rest of the season then. Um, team currently top of the league, albeit um, teams chasing us with games in hand. It's such a tough division though. So what, what's your hopes for, I guess, the FA Cup and the league for um, the, end, end of the end of the season? Yeah, I think we've got nine games left now. Um, obviously with the Crawley one being rearranged. Um, and I think every point counts and we all know how important it is. You know, our main goal is promotion and that's what we've been working all season for. And we've had a couple of weeks now where we haven't quite got the results we wanted. Um, and I think it's just reinforced to us how important, how important it is to put in good performances every week. Um, finding a way to win as well, you know, like with the MK Dons game, obviously the conditions weren't the best and, you know, it's games like that where we need to find a way to win. And that's really kind of what our focus will be going into the last few games of the season, just ensuring we play as best as we can. Um, and if we play how we know we can to the best of our ability, then I think the rest will sort itself out. Um, and then we can't think too much about what other teams are doing. We know that if we get as many points as we can, then at least we've, we've tried our best and we've done as much as we can. And I think that's the main thing. I think if we come away from this season knowing that we've, played to the best of our ability and we've put in solid performances then I don't think anyone can take anything away from us Brilliant. Um, yeah. and then in the FA Cup as well you know we've got Southampton if we beat them then you never know the next round we could get Coventry or West Brom and then we could be looking at an FA Cup semi-final so oh. we never know what's going to happen it could be unbelievable oh, exciting times that's what we want Matt isn't it absolutely doesn't that be amazing away trip to the Midlands that'd be great for me yeah um <laughs> And and personally as well, um, you you've um, still playing for the academy side and, and making first team appearances as well. Presumably, you're looking to be uh, you know a lot of players turned pro last summer. Hopefully, the club will continue that and and maybe promotion will give an even more opportunity for that. Presumably, that's your personal aim, is it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, once I'm back from injury, it'll be about getting more minutes in the academy team, continuing my development, um, and performing for the first team when I get the opportunity and just being able to help the team, like I said, putting good performances and yeah, at the end of the season, hopefully I'll have some, I'll have a good op good offer on the table and, you know, it could be in the championship, which would be unbelievable. Any message for Lucy as well on behalf of the, the group? So there's nine, nine of you guys who are part yeah. of the sponsorship as well. There's a lot of pride, isn't there, Matt, with what Lucy's doing in the team? 100% so, so much pride we're, we're all incredibly proud to be sponsoring you Lucy and, and just just keep doing what you're doing it's it's real pleasure to to watch you play for town thank you for all the support as well I will just say I really appreciate it yeah and and I'll, I'll echo that and in just summing up as well um what Matt has said yeah and we were all unanimous um, that you were the one to pit Lucy because we've watched your progression um, and we've, we know the goals, we've seen the goals, but you know, Keen from Newcastle late, we know that you've got that talent and ability and we're really keen to see both you and the team get, try and get as far as you can this season. Whatever happens, it's been an amazing journey so far 
all that learning and uh, on behalf of the podcast team as well um all the best good luck with the wrist and the recovery for that and good luck for proper exams when they come around presumably towards the summer as well and we'll be um yeah rooting for you and the, the team for the rest of the season and beyond thank you It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.